This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Iron. The Arizona Cardinals select Kyler Murray. And the 2019 Offense Rookie of the Year is... This year's most valuable player, Lamar Jackson. All right, guys, welcome back to the Savage Pass Podcast, presented by Clutch Points and our friends at Blue Wire. I'm your host, Blake Bubble. With me is my co-host, Dylan Reagan, and we are back here for our Week 12 picks. And, uh, yes, we didn't get a chance to uh, go back through our action earlier in the week. We decided just to do one episode this week because it is Thanksgiving, and uh, a lot of you, despite wanting multiple episodes from us a week, we know that. Uh, we hear all the pleas. Dylan gets all the emails. Uh, but we just decided to do one this week uh, to give you everything you need uh, for Week 12 in the NFL. And uh, Dylan and I, believe it or not, actually looking at each other. Uh, this is uh, an unusual setup here. Usually we do this by audio, but uh, Dylan and I decided that we were so thankful for Zoom uh, that we were going to give it a try. So we're actually doing this by video, Dylan. Yeah, we can see each other. You guys will be listening to this, just the audio, but maybe eventually <laughs> we'll have uh, some of these used for some other form of content outside of the normal podcast. Maybe we'll get some uh, audiogram video <laughs> clips up at some point. But, yeah, in terms of the one episode, I think that works out well for you because I'm pretty sure every every uh, one I went against you last week, I won, actually. So no, uh, no need to really rehash some of those games, although they were very close, including the Rams-Bucks game, but also I think the Titans one that I got you on and the Ravens, and there's one more. There's a, few, a lot of close finishes uh, in those games yesterday. Yeah, um, I did have the reason, well, the real reason we didn't record is I had some car trouble uh, coming back to uh, do our actual episode. But um, I promise it wasn't just because Joe Burrow's out for the year. My fantasy team is done. Um, By the way, in the Clutch Points Fantasy League, I lost by .80, less than a point. Um, That's, again, that's, uh, that's one of those you lose that and your season is done. So. I'm just I'm just assuming, despite being in second place last week, now I start tumbling down the rankings uh, with Burrow out. But we'll get to all that good stuff here in terms of uh, where things stand for some of these teams and such moving forward as we jump into our Week 12 picks. And we're going to start with our games of the week, uh, as always, and then we'll get into our betting locks, upsets, and quick picks for the week. Uh, games of the week. Let's start here. As uh, Dylan, we've got a couple to go through. Let's start with the Chiefs and the Bucks. Uh, Chiefs are three and a half point favorites in Tampa against the Bucks. Um, you know, Bucks still trying to, to bounce back here and uh, have an opportunity to kind of keep proving that maybe they're one of these elite teams. Meanwhile, the Chiefs, uh, they had their comeback against the Raiders. Patrick Mahomes doing his thing. Uh, I'm picking the Chiefs here. I just think that uh, they're the team you can trust the most right now, uh, even though they have struggled a bit with the Raiders. But uh, overall, I just, I don't know. I just think the Chiefs are the better pick in this spot. 
Yeah, I'm picking the Chiefs, too. I think it's a better matchup, absolutely, based on mostly the fact that Tampa Bay, even against the Rams last night, the Rams don't have the best run rush offense, and you kind of saw they're still limited in that capacity. That is the way to attack Kansas City's defense, keep Mahomes off the field, and they just have not done that particularly well. I will say that Tampa, for the most part in their losses, has struggled against some of the better defenses. You think about Chicago and then obviously the Rams last night, they still put up some points. But over the course of this year, pretty much all the games when they face top five, top, top six defenses are the ones they've struggled in. I anticipate they'll score a lot of points and see the over-under we got here is at 55.5. It's a little high, but I think you might get that. I just think the Chiefs, yeah, I trust them a bit more at this point. And uh, even if the game's on the line right now, I'm feeling more confident. You know, it just feels inevitable when Mahomes says the ball at the game on the line he's going to score we used to feel that way with Brady maybe in certain matchups you do still feel that way but in this one at this point yeah i uh, going to trust the Chiefs but that's not an indictment on Tampa if they fall and they're seven and five they're still feeling pretty good about maybe not getting a you know winning the division but they're still in a decent place with the rest of their schedule moving forward that's the real question is does Tom Brady shake Patrick Mahomes hand uh, we'll see after the game um, there we go. Well, I guess it probably depends on how the game goes. So uh, we'll see what happens there in that one. Titans at the Colts is our other game of the week. Uh, these two just played a couple weeks ago, and as we know, Titans or the Colts uh, won that game pretty convincingly with a second half surge there. Um, I think they scored the Titans 17 nothing in the second half. Colts three and a half point favorites at home. You'd expect that after the, the first meeting between these two. And the fact the Colts are playing pretty well right now, um, you know, I just think this team is sort of, you know, Phil Rivers is giving them that extra something. And, I mean, being the Packers and rallying again like they did in that one. Meanwhile, the Titans coming off of uh, their own game against the Ravens, which uh, Dylan mentioned earlier, he did get that one. Uh, taking that as his upset of the week, we want to make sure he gets credit for that. Uh, but uh, this is another one where everybody knows who I'm picking at this one. It's just uh, kind of a recurring thing at this point. I'm going to pick the Colts. Uh, I feel like that them being at home, uh, Colts have played pretty well, as we know, against the Titans over the years and uh, just maybe having their number a bit. But uh, no denying the Titans have some confidence now coming off that win against the Ravens. Yeah, it's. I mean, that, and that's a good defense they're able to put up quite a few points against in Baltimore. Indianapolis probably a little bit better on that side of the ball at this point. We've seen Indy sometimes struggle against some of these better offenses, even for large portions of that game against the Packers. Obviously, they scored so many points in the first half. Then they kind of were able to figure out ways to just get off the field with a few three and outs, and that's all it really takes some uh, points for Indianapolis. Uh, the big reason I'm picking the Colts, the same reason I picked them last time, I just don't trust the Titans' defense still. And I do think Indianapolis' defense is just, at, even with Tennessee having still ranking, I think, third in DVOA on offense, uh, they're, they're one of the better run defenses in the NFL. Obviously, that's a huge uh, difference maker when you're facing a team that relies so much on setting up the pass for Ryan Tannehill with what Derrick Henry's done. Now, Derrick Henry can run against anyone, and I wouldn't be shocked by any means uh, if the Titans do find a way to, to pull this one out. They've kind of done that all year against good teams. Teams. They, even the teams they've lost to, they, it's been a lot of close defeats for those ones, and they only seem to win in close fashion. So I think it'll be a good one, and that's why I definitely felt like it was a game of the week kind of thing for our, you know, this is our history of this podcast, is the AFC South <laughs> podcast, and you got two teams at 7-3. and three. That doesn't really happen often in our no. favorite division. So it's uh, wild on the line here. Indianapolis wins, obviously, they get that, uh, you know, winning both games, they'll have the tiebreak, which could go a long way for uh, winning the division at the end of the day. Yep, could be significant there. Uh, big game for both teams, as we know, but uh, if it's anything like Colts and Titans games recently, should be pretty wild. Uh, we'll see what happens on that one. All right, let's get into our betting locks of the week. Uh, even though we – I don't remember what our betting locks were uh, last week. I know mine was the Vikings, wasn't it, against the Cowboys? That didn't work yeah, out too well. Yeah, no, we, we both did um, 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, that's on. right. We did. We, we doubled up on the Vikings and the Cowboys. Well, uh, let me just go ahead and spoil it. Uh, we're not picking the Vikings this week, uh, even though they're playing the Panthers. But uh, let's start with Dylan's. Uh, he's going to go uh, with the big game of the week, which is going to uh, take place on Thanksgiving. And uh, this is one that obviously a lot of uncertainty here as we, you know, we record this on Tuesday, uh, given sort of everything going on with the Ravens. The Steelers are five-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. And you would think that, again, the Steelers being where they're at, the Ravens coming off of that loss, clearly a lot of frustration, I think, with the Ravens right now. This is a pretty good choice. I probably would have picked this one. Um, I, honestly, this is kind of 1A, 1B for me and the one that I picked too. But uh, I just feel like the Steelers are, are probably in good shape here. They should win this game, and, and I'm with you in thinking that they'll probably win this game by maybe a touchdown. Yeah, it's it's a. I mean, the thing is that they won by I think only four points the last time they faced, and it was a pretty. I mean, they got lucky. They got obviously I think a fumble six or it might have been a pick six, and the defense was the difference at the end of the day. They're only able to really move the ball late in the game against Baltimore, but I I just think that Pittsburgh's kind of figured out their offensive mentality a bit better. I think that they're a little underrated in the receiving corps just because of how young some of those guys are. I know they've gotten, uh, especially Claypool gets a lot of attention, but just overall collectively in terms of trios of receivers in the NFL, I think it's it has to be considered one of the best. And Baltimore, I just do not trust what they're doing on offense <laughs> and against that Pittsburgh defense, which I think is probably the best in the NFL. No offense. I think John Johnson said the Rams are the best defense. I think they're good, but I think Tampa Bay has really good defense. There's definitely some great and uh, Indianapolis but at this point Pittsburgh has the top unit that's the reason uh, you know getting a second look at Lamar and, and that Ravens offense which is struggling for answers right now just felt pretty good especially at home with a I mean this is obviously their most bitter rival for the last uh, 10-15 years now and you have a chance to really bury them to just completely put this division out of I think actually they've probably clinched the at least the, not the division over the Browns because they only have three losses but they clinched uh, over Baltimore with that 11-0 record versus 6-5 and so all of that going into it I think the Steelers are going to come out super motivated you have a number of players in the Ravens that are on the COVID list just all these things are adding up to me wanting to, to pick the Steelers to win this one by at least you know probably more than five and a half. I'll go at least with a touchdown win here. Yeah, I think it's a good pick. And uh, meanwhile, you talk about uh, interesting teams and interesting spots. The Eagles are right there because, uh, by the way, the Eagles aren't very good right now. And the Seahawks are on the road in Philadelphia. Six-point favorites for the Seahawks here in this one. I mean, I'm going back to this with the Eagles here. I think it's been several weeks since I picked a lock, maybe with the Eagles involved, but um, this is – I had to go back to this one. I think the Seahawks win this game convincingly. I know they're only six-point favorites, and maybe that's a lot. And, uh, Dylan, I know we before we start recording, it is kind of one of those weird games sometimes, especially when these two play. But I just think the Seahawks are so much further along than the Eagles right now, um, given all the frustrations with everything going on. Uh, with the Eagles, I just – I can't see the Seahawks not winning this game by a touchdown. I just don't see the Eagles having enough firepower to keep up with the Seahawks, and I don't see the Eagles uh, being in a spot where they're going to be able to slow the Seahawks down. Yeah, this is – at least in terms of DVOA and total DVOA, this is one of the biggest mismatches of the entire week. So the fact that it's even within a touchdown uh, with the spread makes me feel fairly confident that you'll win this one at least, even if I don't get my Steeler when I've been on this losing streak. Really need a dub here. But, yeah, I think the Seahawks should – if they, you know, they played well in Philadelphia in the playoffs last year. That was kind of an ugly game, but nonetheless – I think Philadelphia is just falling far further and further down in offensive DVOA. They're only ahead of the Jets and the, the Denver Broncos. That is not 
saying much. And it's a, so for, you know, for the Seahawks defense, which honestly played its best game of the year against Arizona, I don't think it was very, uh, you can say what you want about uh, Kyler Murray's shoulder injury and uh, some of the things that Arizona did to themselves, some self-inflicted wounds. I think Seattle really had a great game plan and I trust them definitely to come out in this one against Philadelphia and find a way to at least win by six. But man, I, yeah, like I just have no trust in the Eagles at this point. And I think the Seahawks, yeah, now you're, Although I will say this, this is going to be an interesting game for Seattle to gauge. Do they want to win the division, or would they rather just slide into that five seed and mm-hmm. play a team like Philadelphia in the first round? It's honestly, at this point, winning the division in the NFC West, <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be advantageous unless you somehow catch the Saints for the one seed, because otherwise it's going to be a lot tougher matchup in the first round. Yep, I want to play whoever whoever gets the opportunity to play the winner of the NFC East. That's, that's what everyone's fighting for, I think, at this point. Um, that, that should be the ultimate goal. Forget the number one seed. Forget any of that. You should want to play the winner of the NFC East in the first round of the playoffs. So uh, we'll see. By the way, the weather report I just checked. I usually check these before, but I uh, forgot to do it. Looks like it could be a little bit of rain in the forecast on Monday night there. So um, I don't know. Maybe that, that makes it a little more sloppy. I think that's in the Eagles' favor, but uh, we'll see. I'm gonna. There you go. My weather. My weather caveat as always. If it rains, take the Steelers and the Ravens uh, with the five and a half there. If it doesn't rain, take the Seahawks minus six. six. So there you go. Uh, all right, our upsets of the week. Let's run through these. Uh, let's start uh, with mine here, which is going to be. Oh boy, how am I? The Falcons. Uh, yes, I'm going back to this uh, this Falcons thing, which uh, we've seen me do several times this year, and it's not worked either time. Uh, from what I remember, uh, the Falcons are at home. They're playing the Raiders, who are three-point favorites in this one. I think the Raiders have sort of turned a corner. Uh, we've seen them battle the Chiefs really well, you know, those couple times they played. But also just uh, I've said this a couple times, it's one of those Raiders games sometimes that I just don't know about. And I think for the Falcons, you know, even coming off of that game against the Saints, I don't know what it is. There's just I feel like the Raiders losing that game against the Chiefs the way they did, this is a potential letdown spot for me. And I know the Falcons' offense struggled against the Saints, but Saints' defense has been really good. And I just wonder maybe if the Falcons find a little bit of offense here and maybe win a shootout here between these two. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked at all if Atlanta finds a way to win. Maybe I'm picking the Raiders because I just want them to keep winning games. The Falcons (laughs) have been one of the more inconsistent teams with what we've seen from them. And lately, for the most part, they've played pretty well. Obviously, that game against the Saints – uh, like you said, the Saints have a really good defense, a really solid unit there, so it's hard to blame them too much. And now they're going to be facing a Raider defense, which I know they looked bad against the Chiefs, but they've looked bad against most teams they've faced. Uh, they really don't have much of a pass rush. It's disappointing because their offense, I do think, has turned a corner, like, like you're saying. And I, I came out almost, even though they lost that game on um, to the Chiefs on Sunday night, I felt like just – compared to how I felt about the Raiders going into that, I felt way better about them after. Now I still think their defense, maybe not, maybe it's next year. I don't know when they're going to turn a corner. They still need a lot of work, but I think the offense is operating at a level where yes, it's the chiefs defense. It's not fantastic, but I think they can get the job done against pretty good defenses. We've seen them do it uh, this season to a certain extent. They've beaten some really good teams, obviously beat the saints and played really well against that defense early in the year. So I, at this point, maybe it's just me wanting the Raiders to, to kind of reach that potential. I think they're good enough to be a, a wild card team in the AFC, but they need to win games like this against Falcon team that, that, you know, even though they have a lot of talent has just not been consistent, obviously their defense, not fantastic. So I, I do think, yeah, the real winners of this game, like you're saying, kind of probably just uh, fantasy owners, there's probably gonna be a ton of points in this one. Yeah. I'm not sure about this next one though. Cause uh, this is your upset pick of the week. It's Washington at the Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys minus three here. 
And I think of the Cowboys, I just, you know, again, that's why I say, like, I don't think you're going to see a lot of points in this game. I think this could be a little ugly. Um, you know, I think we remember that first game was the Cowboys only scored. They scored a field goal first time. Three, uh, 25-3. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I knew I couldn't remember the exact. It was 22-25, yeah, but uh, that was a struggle for the Cowboys. But I think winning that game against the Vikings, um, you know, maybe that gives the Cowboys a little bit of momentum here. They come back home against Washington. Uh, I'm going to take the Cowboys here, but uh, maybe that's just me. Look, here we go. Like, I'm trying to hang on to the Cowboys and the Falcons here. Like, these are the these are the two hang-on picks. Like, I'm just trying to push these teams forward uh, and hope that they are able to do something here. So, I'm going to pick the Cowboys, but obviously uh, you're picking Washington here as your upset of the week. Yeah, sadly, the Falcons, I think they fit right into that uh, conversation we had in one of the podcasts last week in terms of teams that could win the NFC East if they were in there. Um, But no, in in terms of this one, yeah, both teams only a half game behind the Eagles and likely uh, the winner of this, along with possibly the Giants as we get to them, will be in first because we think Seattle's going to beat Philly. I just, yeah, I want to feel good about Dallas and I want to be like, all right, they're going to be able to build on this and keep this going. I just don't know if I, I mean, the defense is still really bad. I think they, they needed the offense to be almost perfect. The, the Vikings are a team that maybe we're a little bit too high on, obviously by us putting them as a betting lock last week. I, it's a much tougher challenge against this Washington defense. It's been really solid all year. I know they've struggled against some of the better offenses. I would not put Dallas even after that output on Sunday in that category. I need to probably see one more, game from Dallas like that from that offense to start trusting them a little bit um, and I just at this point after what I saw from the defense or uh, from uh, what Washington's defense did to Dallas the first time around I had a hard time picking against them so yeah my upset of the week here with uh, Washington there you go so let's that picks uh, right there before we get to the rest of the picks for this week let's talk to you about our friends at Indeed uh, 2020 of course as we know has already reshaped how we work and 2020 almost over Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical, and Indeed is here to help. Indeed, the number one job site in the world with more total business than any other job site, according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring process. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. 73% of online job seekers in the U.S. are visiting Indeed each month, and uh, it's clear that Indeed can help you get the quality hire you need. And that's why more than 3 million businesses worldwide are using Indeed for their hiring. So right now, Indeed, offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job posts, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. It's their best offer available anywhere. So go right now, Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms conditions apply. And let's talk to you about our friends at Pepsi. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they join another league, and that is the league of football watchers. This football season is different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch. Because right now, their car absolutely dealing with football, making a shootout every single game, and you're going to need four quarters of energy. And Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through any game day. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. 
All right, let's go through our quick picks here. Let's start with the uh, Texans at the Lions. The Texans are three-point favorites in this one. Uh, if you have any confidence in the Lions right now, uh, good luck, because uh, I don't, and uh, I think this is an easy choice for the Texans. Still. Yeah, I initially put the Lions, but I was, you know, I thought better of it for a moment. I was like, because <laughs> I, 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 Detroit has been kind of weird. Like, they played games like that one against Carolina. Yeah. I don't know how Matt Patricia is going to come back from uh, getting dominated by P.J. Walker and yeah. <laughs> not putting up a single point against a really bad Panthers defense, or at least a, not a good one. So, yeah, I mean, at this point, you have that a short week, and Houston, for all the bad things they've done, they still have Deshaun Watson. That's something that uh, we're reminded of. I, I mean, he's been pretty good all year, really, despite uh, how bad Houston's been and the team around him. So, and this one, I think it's just all about one player. It's Deshaun. That's why I'm picking Houston. <laughs> there you go. The Browns at the Jags. Browns minus seven. Not going to lie. I almost picked the Jags here, uh, but decided not to. Uh, that Browns that Browns game against the Eagles was um, wasn't pretty. But uh, I, I still think the Browns are good enough uh, to win this game. I think seven points maybe a little bit high. I don't know if I trust the Browns that much just yet. Uh, if it was six and a half, maybe. But uh, I, I'm not making this any betting pick. But I still think the Browns obviously should win this game. Yeah, I think so, too. Jacksonville, we've seen them play well against some good teams. And that's, like you're saying, that's the part that makes me a little worried about that spread. And just also in general, like the Browns, unless they're playing at home and the weather's terrible, they have not really looked good that lately. I mean, they still they've won some of these games, and they're just not that pretty. Um, so, yeah, I'm not picking them on the spread. but And they're still, again, in DVOA, they're ranking right next to teams like Washington and Atlanta and the Chargers. That's not – the Browns are 7-3. and three that I feel – they should feel good about it. They still have a good ch- chance of making the playoffs with their schedule. But, man, they're just a tough team for me to rely on. That seven-point spread, if, I, if I'm betting on this game on the spread, I'm definitely picking Jacksonville to cover um, in this one. But, I'll, yeah, I'll pick the Browns at least get the W. Bills are at home against the Chargers. Bills, five-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. Um, you know, if it wasn't the Chargers, I would probably say, man, I could really maybe potentially see one here. But Chargers have actually played pretty well. I know there's only so much you can take away from that game against the Jets, and it did wind up being closer than it should have been. Uh, but I still think, you know, Justin Herbert's played well. Um, Keenan Allen, just a beast. But uh, the Bills are the Bills right now, and, and I just I feel like that they are just the better team, and they're the team you can trust more. Uh, so I think that makes the Bills makes the Bills to pick. But I will say I, I think this line only being at five and a half um, is interesting because um, you know we know where the Bills are kind of are, and, and the Chargers. I mean, it's not like they just have all these huge wins. Uh, but I think just mm-hmm. with the way that offense is playing for the Chargers, uh, could make this an interesting game. Yeah, two teams in in terms of the spread. Yeah, the Bills at five and five, the Chargers at three and seven. Very uh, at four, five and four. Sorry, against the spread. So both these teams, just in terms, of, you really don't know what side you're going to uh, go on that way. I I feel like the Bills though, they're only one hail mary away from being eight and two. I know their defense has been yeah. not great. Their offense sometimes gets a little inconsistent, but. This is the Chargers that are the ultimate <laughs> un, uh, inconsistent team. Uh, their defense, I just really do not trust against better offenses at this point. They've, uh, on the other side, we've seen Herbert look amazing for the most part, but there's been some moments, mostly against Miami in that one game down there, where he was not on top of his game. So, yeah, I'll pick the Bills to win this one. Still feel better about where they are. Still think their defense has more to offer uh, moving forward, hopefully for their sake as they get into the postseason. And, it, yeah, still just the Chargers. I just – 
like, man, like as much as I want to think they're better than their three and seven record, that's probably about accurate. I think they've only beaten the Jets, the Bengals, and the Jaguars now. It's something ridiculous like that. Pretty uh, not trustworthy team, but they have covered against some good teams, so that's the only thing they have going here in terms of the spread, I guess. Yeah, they've they've got that going for them. Uh, Bengals right now don't have a lot going for them. Uh, the Giants yeah. on the road in Cincinnati. Giants are five and a half point favorites. Obviously, we know the reason why. Joe Burrow out for the season, um, pretty significant injury, and uh, certainly that makes the Giants the favorite in this one. I don't know that it's kind of that clear cut. I think this five and a half mm-hmm. is a little high. Um, you know, I, even though you have the quarterback switch, but Bengals have enough talent to to score some points. But it's just a matter of the quarterback situation and kind of not knowing what you're going to get. So uh, because of that, I'll pick the Giants here. But uh, I can't. I'd be shocked if the Bengals kept this close and uh, had a chance to maybe win this thing, like even without Burrow on the field. Yeah, I I, I want to believe that, but I almost made this my lock of the week. Maybe I'm just oh. behind the Giants. I think their defense has definitely come along again faster than we thought. They're ranking kind of middle of the pack on defense. Uh, the offense, not as consistent, but obviously against a, a pretty bad Bengals uh, defense, I do <laughs> trust them a bit more. The Giants now – finally have moved ahead of Philadelphia uh, football outsiders as the odds on favorite to win the division uh, with 5.7 mean wins. The other teams have 5.6 mean wins in Philly. And Dallas, oh. so really, really big gap there. Really uh, uh, mm-hmm. grasping straws, but no, I, I, I mean, it works out well. If, if Burrow was playing, I might've picked the Bengals if he was completely healthy, but man, I just, I, the Giants have been better lately. They played, they're the only team from this division that is consistently when they played good opponents has played well um, in, in some of their losses. So uh, we'll see if they can keep it up. I, I, I don't trust them. That's another reason why I couldn't possibly make it my betting lock. But I did at least consider it, which shows you how at, at this point with Cincinnati, with their defense and what we saw with their offense after Burrow went out, I just I feel like at this point you're looking to 2021. The Vikings are at home in Minnesota there. Uh, Four-point favorites against the Panthers. Um, this is another one where I don't know what you ever know what you're going to get out of the Vikings now after losing that game as the Cowboys. But surely they should win this game. Um, I'm going to pick them here, but uh, there's a reason why they're only four-point favorites here at home against the Panthers. So uh, they're just – they're not a team you can trust. So. Yeah, I don't feel great about this pick. I picked Minnesota, but I almost picked Carolina. They're right neck and neck in DVOA down in the 20s. Uh, not exactly two teams you're going to trust <laughs> overall. And, yeah, I, I just don't know if P.J. Walker can put that kind of back-to-back uh, performance together. I don't know if Teddy might – I think he might play. I'm not positive on that, but – Regardless, I, Minnesota on offense looked fantastic. I think the defense will bounce back well enough. And it's just a bad matchup for a Carolina a defense, which has not been good against the run. Uh, you wouldn't have known that with how Detroit uh, approached that uh, game plan. But I, I do think Dalvin Cook and Minnesota's offense will be able to eat on the ground and uh, be able to get this one with the W. Cardinals uh, at the Patriots. Uh, this could be a pretty good game, uh, depending on which Patriots team, uh, I guess, shows up. Uh, Cardinals, yeah. two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road here against the Patriots. Uh, I I had to think about this one because, I, of course, I really like the Cardinals, but, uh, man, I don't know. Like, it's just one of those games where it's still I want to see more, I think, from the Cardinals mm-hmm. uh, in some of these games like this, and this could be another one of those kind of prove-it type games. Where If you win this game, all right, I'm going to feel a little bit more confident about you. But if you come out and lose this game to the Patriots, then I'm like, all right, is this team really for real? Um, I'm going to pick the Cardinals here. Obviously going to be a close game, two-and-a-half-point spread. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I, I feel like this is sort of a toss-up for me. Even as good as the Cardinals' offense can be, uh, I just feel like the Patriots could do some things to maybe try to slow them down a bit. 
Yeah, it's kind of a weird game in terms of discrepancy of, you know, total DVOA. It's, it feels like Arizona should win, but then you look at ESPN's football power index and they have this game almost as a toss up. Yeah. The Cardinals at 51.8% to win the game. So, man, I don't know. It's, it's a, if it was in Arizona, I'd feel really confident about, uh, about them winning this uh, game. But, and with New England's defense has been really bad. And again, we kind of saw it get exposed again by, uh, the Texans and I just yeah I trust the Cardinals a little more uh, on the flip side though I mean they, the Patriots offense has looked better so you know they're at home and for the Rams sake I sure hope that the, the Cardinals lose uh, that's gonna be a tight division race there but nonetheless I think Arizona at this point I trust them just enough to get them uh, the pick here for the win. Jets gonna try to keep around the table in reverse uh, Dolphins seven point favorites uh, in New York against the Jets Obviously, the whole Tua situation as a person who has now had to go all in on Tua as his fantasy quarterback um, because Burrow's out for the season. At least I, I feel like I'm starting him in a good week here uh, against yeah. the Jets because uh, not a better matchup you're going to find here. Uh, so I feel pretty good about that. Uh, also feel good about the Dolphins bouncing back. We said it. Uh, we felt like the Dolphins, that was one of those games against the Broncos where we could see them uh, maybe kind of sputter backwards a little bit, and that's what happened. I think they'll come out a little bit more focused here now um, and have an opportunity certainly up against the Jets. But, listen, Jets played pretty well uh, there towards the finish against the Chargers, but uh, the Jets are still bad, and so uh, Dolphins should be able to win this one. Yeah, I think one of my uh, biggest disappointments about us not having the last podcast was the sequence of the Jets-Charger game where it went from the team fumbling at the one-yard line then throwing the pick six on the next play after, you know, the missed extra point on the botched punt. It was just madness. It was Chargers and Jets at its finest. I think we can trust the Jets to do one thing, and that is lose. So I picked the Dolphins. I'm not sure about the spread, like you said. Like, mine should come out better on offense. It's a lot uh, easier opponent than what uh, Vic Fangio notoriously has been just absolutely a, a whore for any uh, young quarterback that has faced him and yeah. saw that with Tua in that game. Uh, I think it's going to be a much different situation with the Jets. I think even no matter what who uh, quarterback is for the Dolphins in this one, I feel pretty good about them at least finding a way to get the win, mostly because their defense is still really good. And I think the Jets are going to have a hard time not just punting the ball back and forth uh, to Miami. It's I don't think it's going to be pretty for them. And Miami should cover, but uh, not going to make it a lock, obviously. Yeah, I don't think it's a lock either. But uh, I do think the Saints are going to do what the Dolphins couldn't do, and that's win. In Denver, uh, Saints yeah. six-point favorites in this one. I feel like they're in a little bit better position. Taysom Hill had a good game, um, obviously, uh, starting off there against the Falcons. This defense will present a few more challenges, but uh, Saints should still, they should still take care of business here. They've just got so many weapons on offense, and the Broncos right now just do not. Um, so I think the Saints should be fine here. And, and honestly, this is also one I almost consider to say maybe this could be a lock of the week. So I think the Saints should win this game by a touchdown. Yeah, I want to see one more week maybe of Taysom Hill playing as well as he did. Obviously, you're gonna a lot of guys are gonna look good against Atlanta's defense. It's gonna be a tougher uh, matchup here, but I trust Sean Payton enough and the Saints defense enough. I don't think Denver's offense is gonna be able to do jack squat against uh, the Saints defense the way they're playing. I think I I saw uh, uh, with Aaron uh, shots of Football Outsiders that right now through 11 weeks, New Orleans is one of four teams to ever be in the top five in both offensive and defensive DVOA. Even with uh, they, they actually improved their the number they didn't drop down at all they improved a little bit uh, with Taysom in there uh, with this last week so we'll see against Denver uh, it's the main reason I didn't think of it as a lock but I do feel pretty comfortable New Orleans will find a way to get the win uh, even if Taysom does struggle I just trust their defense enough at this point 
Rams coming off that big winning as the Bucs. Uh, they're hosting the 49ers here. Rams are a touchdown favorite, uh, seven-point favorite in this one. Um, this is another one where it's like you think the Rams, after that win against Tampa Bay, should be able to take care of business here. But those divisional games, we always say, uh, you kind of never know about them sometimes, uh, even against the 49ers team that we know is not the same team that uh, we thought they were going to be starting the season. But uh, Rams, I'm obviously picking the Rams here, but uh, I don't know. I think it's, it's hard for me to maybe make this a lock just because because, I don't know, it's just that, that divisional game, like we always talk about, sometimes they can be a little bit weird. Yeah, they moved the ball. I mean, obviously Garoppolo was in there, but they moved the ball pretty well against the Rams' defense, at least in the first half. Last time they, they made some adjustments, and the 49ers struggled after that. They still got that win. They've won the last three times they've faced the Rams, but two of the games have been really close. Obviously, the Rams' defense, I think, is better than it was. Even I'm really surprised after, you know, they were a top-10 uh, unit last year on defense. If anything, they've improved. I, I don't know if they, as John Johnson said, one of the top defenses or the top, but uh, they're definitely up there. The offense I just needs to clean some things up. There's moments where it looked really good against a really tough Tampa Bay defense uh, and other moments where it looked awful. Uh, overall, surprised they were able to move the ball through the air as well as they did without running uh, the ball well. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, the Rams should win this game with all the injuries uh, that, uh, that uh, San Francisco has. They're in a much better spot with all of those things. But the seven-point spread, it just it does feel a little too far for me yeah, in terms of the ESPN football power index. Again, they have this one just at a 54-point percent uh, Rams victory. They're, they're having it a lot closer than that spread. So if you're if you're betting on the spread, maybe you go that way. Kyle Shanahan has been able to obviously have success with Nick Mullins as his quarterback for stretches. So uh, you still feel like they're going to give a good fight. And uh, even though they're four and six, I think San Francisco, as, as Kyle Shanahan has said, they believe they still have a shot to get in the playoffs. They need to win this game if that's going to happen. They do, and uh, another team that really wants to win this game this week is obviously the Packers, who want to get rid of the taste in their mouths from uh, that game against the Colts. Uh, so Packers, eight-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, you talk about a game where I feel no confidence in the opposing team, which is the Bears, uh, having a chance to maybe put up the same amount of points that the Packers are going to be able to. Um, I didn't really consider this a lock, uh, which, I mean, again, eight-and-a-half, that's, that's high, but – I do think knowing the Packers, knowing Aaron Rodgers, they're probably going to come out here with something to prove. But as we said, the Bears' defense hasn't really been the problem. It's been the offense. So uh, if the Bears' defense can find a way to score some points here, maybe that makes it interesting. But uh, obviously there's no way I'm picking against the Packers here in this spot. Yeah, I mean, the Packers, again, after, you know, they only scored uh, the one field goal in the second half against Indianapolis, but in the first half had a lot of success against a really good defense. Uh, Bears defense different, but nonetheless, still ranking kind of in the same uh, ballpark. And I just, yeah, I don't really trust anything that Chicago is going to do with the football. That Monday night game against the Vikings a couple weeks ago was just something else. Uh, there, And now we don't even know who's going to be quarterback, if Mitch is going to be back, if uh, it's no. going to be Tyler Bray. And it, it was really funny. Robert Mays, the athletic, was like, the fact that, the, that all these sports books feel really confident in just putting out a spread, not knowing who the quarterback is, it just shows you how terrible that <laughs> offense is. They don't feel like whoever's out there, it's going to be pretty much the same result uh, regardless. So, yeah, picking the Packers to win. Uh, maybe the defense for Chicago keeps it a little closer than that eight-and-a-half-point spread. But I, I feel like the Packers should cover it. But I said that uh, when they played Jacksonville, and sure enough, they did not do it there. <laughs> Yeah, so there you go. There are picks. Uh, Packers feel like a pretty good pick there uh, against the Bears. But, uh, yes, our picks for Week 12 in the NFL. And, uh, Dylan, of course, we have lots of coverage uh, going on over Clutch Points, everything going on in the NFL, crazy offseason as always in the NBA. Uh, let everybody know where they can find all of that stuff.
yeah, we'll still have our NBA coverage on the website at clutchpoints.com and the Clutch Points app. You can go there once the games start. Obviously, you can follow all the NFL games there uh, in the Clutch Points app. You can follow all of our NFL content there on the website. If you go to clutchpoints.com, search fantasy football, even though we didn't go over waiver wire pickups on the podcast this week, we had our waiver wire article published today. Hopefully, you're making all those selections by the time you listen to this. Hopefully, you've got all your waiver claims. But we're already starting the Stardom Stidham articles, a lot of big games, obviously, for you guys. Trying to get in the playoffs in fantasy, as Blake and I both are in our uh, points <laughs> league. We'll see what happens here. Oh, the point eight zero loss this past yeah. week. Uh, it's, it's again. That's I'm telling you. I'm going to lose out. I'm going to miss the playoffs after being in second place, and just uh, it's going to be rough. But uh, yeah, check all this stuff out. Clutch points, fantasy stuff, NFL stuff. Check it all out there. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Any podcast app you use, uh, search for us on there. And uh, thanks as always to the fine folks at uh, Blue Wire for all that they do. And thank you as always for listening. We'll talk to you guys next time here on the Establish the Past podcast. And let's tell you about our friends at Bet Online. Uh, football back in full swing, and while you may not be out of game this year, you can still be on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online, going the extra mile to make sure you get in on every possible chance to win the season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else, and you can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. So head on over to Bet Online today. Take advantage of all those great sign up bonuses. And don't forget, use that promo code BlueWire at betonline.ag. That is promo code BlueWire, all one word. Bet Online, your online sports book experts.